Good evening, St. Augustine. We are here again without Mike Davis again because he is still traveling. I mean, it's good to be the king. What can I say? Um, so I've got a new friend here from a place that I love and I can't wait to introduce you guys to him. But before we do that, we do have to pay the bills because Mike's got to be able to fly home. So opening their doors in 2008, Brightway Insurance, the Casey Agency. They have proudly stood by their customers through hurricanes, major floods, hail and fires. Through these events, the agency has become a much needed insurance resource in times of trouble and hardship. Honesty and integrity are the pillars of our core values, says owner Ashley Casey. We pride ourselves on being insurance experts while developing strategies that help our clients meet their insurance needs. We truly enjoy the relationships that we have forged in the office, and everyone has a real love for St. Augustine, which inspires all of them to do their best for you. So for all your insurance needs, reach out to Brightway Insurance, the Casey agency. They have you covered. All right, it's the long one. You guys know it's Blue Water Jeweler. So it is the novel. Get ready to sparkle with Blue Water Jewelers. Looking to add some dazzle to your life? Look no further. Blue Water Jewelers is your ultimate celebration destination right here in St. Augustine. Discover exquisite diamonds, on-site repair, custom designs, stunning engagement rings, and more. No matter your budget, Blue Water Jewelers has something special just for you. Their showroom is at 500 Anastasia Boulevard in St. Augustine, and they have a treasure trove of elegance and style ready to make your dreams come true. Can't make it in person? No worries. They are just a click away. Visit their website at Blue Water water-jewelers.com and explore their curated collection from the comfort of your home. At Blue Water Jewelers, they believe in making every moment more beautiful. From breathtaking diamonds to unique custom designs, they are here to help you shine brighter. So why wait? Join them in the celebration of love, life, and all things fabulous. Come on over to their stunning showroom or visit them online, Blue Water Jewelers, where elegance meets celebration. And we're getting darn near close to Valentine's Day. So check out Blue Water Jewelers for all those gifts for someone you love or just yourself. Make yourself sparkle. We also have A Bear Kresge and Associates. They are a full service local CPA firm with a team of skilled professionals dedicated to providing top level service in the areas of tax compliance, planning for businesses, individuals, estates, and trusts, audits, reviews, and other accounting services, business valuations, forensic analysis, and litigation support. You can reach them at 904 460 0747 or online at abercreskycpa.com. And the last one, if you are hungry and don't have dinner plans yet, check out the Tringali family of restaurants. You can head over to Carmelo's Pizza. They're voted best pizza nine years in a row. They feature New York style brick oven pizza, salad subs, wings, and more, or 123 Burger House. They have been voted best burger three years running. They also have chicken, wings, salads, authentic wood fired pizza and ice cream for dessert. Both restaurants offer dine-in, takeout, and delivery through Bite Squad and Grubhub. The Tringali family and their staff would love to share dinner with you tonight, so check them out. Those are the bills paid, so hopefully Mike will be back. He says that he's going to try to be back for tomorrow, um, but we'll see. He's flying in tomorrow, so you know how airlines go. But I did get that, um, that super secret video from my source that's traveling with Mike. So I thought I'd give you an update on how Mike's surfing adventure has gone today. So let me get that up for you now. Enjoy Misadventures with Mike Davis.
All right, so we've got Mike's friend there. He's pulling in a, a line, and it appears they have a friend with them. Uh, this would be this would be a squid, a very large squid, who has determined that this is his paddleboard, and uh, uh, not the human's paddleboard anymore. I don't know what I would do. I have. I have a friend from Marineland here. Do you have any any oh, comments man. on what you would do? I uh, I, I think uh, I'd lose the paddleboard. I think I would jump off. Yeah. I would let the squid take the paddleboard. That's my personal choice. Trey, thanks for chiming in. Absolutely. This is Trey from Marineland. Uh, you are. How long have you been at Marineland? Um, so I started in Marineland back in 2017. So right. I was there for about three years uh, before COVID. Yeah. Uh, and that just recently brought me back. Um, so it was June of 2023. Okay. So just about a little bit over six months back now. All right. Okay, cool. So you worked there for a little while before COVID and this is you back for so like about six months? three and a half years. Okay. So <laughs> the way it happens at Marineland is you typically come, you work a job, then you work a different job, then you work another job. So do you have a list of jobs under your belt at Absolutely. Marineland? Absolutely. <laughs> okay. Yeah. So there's a lot of different hats. So uh-huh. when I first started, I was brought in as the entertainment coordinator. Okay. Um, just to bring in for a variety of different events mm-hmm. and music, performances. Okay, yeah, that's when they had the big event tent there. Correct, right? okay. yes, before the hurricanes. Yes, before <laughs> hurricanes decided we didn't need an event tent in Marineland. Correct, so I went from entertainment coordinator to sales manager. Okay. That was in uh, 2019. Okay. And then uh, 2020 hit. Mm-hmm. And then they brought me back in, <laughs> probably back in June. And now I am the marketing specialist. Lovely. So, but again, all the same area, yep. all, all still there to help just get the word of Marineland out into the community. Yeah, I could definitely see me bouncing back once I start graduate. I homeschool my kids. So once I start graduating kids through homeschool, I could definitely see me signing up to volunteer nice. and then probably eventually working my way back into the gift shop. <laughs> we all just, start there. It happens. <laughs> Marineland's kind of like a bungee. Yes. You you come and then you try to go and you come back. And I did not anticipate coming back. (laughs) I did not originally. No, when I left the COVID, I uh, entered the workforce of hospitality. All right. um, Worked at a variety of different hotels. That's a hard time to start in hospitality. You better believe it. It was the one thing that didn't close. (laughs) (laughs) So I uh, was a front office manager for a couple of years. And then I uh, got my feet wet in State Farm. Started selling some insurance. Yep. And then I went back to hospitality and then got a phone call from my old park director. Mm -hmm. And uh, she said, we got a position. Yeah, you interested? (laughs) You better believe it. So uh, they made me an offer I I couldn't refuse. So I'm I'm blessed to be back. That's good. That's wonderful. I'm glad that you're back. Yes, ma'am. Yeah, I had an interesting path away from Marineland as well. Like I went and I, I sampled foods. So I was the the food sample lady in Publix for a little while. Nice. Um, I helped my husband. I left because I helped my husband's family open a business and um, worked out for a while, vet vet tech for a while. Yeah, that, um, you see that a lot. Yeah, food samples. <laughs> uh, I also did wine tasting. Ooh. Did tours and tastings with wine tasting. Yeah, downtown St. Augustine. Yep. yep Children's tours. ministry was Another one. Really? And then somehow children's ministry became communications. And now I'm here. (laughs) You're you're communicating. It makes sense. (laughs) It works. Why not? I mean, I got a degree in something, but I don't do any of that. (laughs) Same here. Why not? (laughs) All right. So you're kind of like me. You're one of the the rare Florida-born 
natives. Yes, ma'am. So tell me a little bit about your story. Yeah. So uh, born in Jacksonville, okay. raised in Gainesville, mm-hmm. um, Florida Gator by association. Yeah. As I was telling you earlier. Yeah. <laughs> a very tight association very, of Florida Gators. Very tight association. Yeah. Um, and then uh, we eventually moved up to uh, Columbia, South Carolina, yep. where I was also by association, uh-huh. a, a Gamecock. You might be getting a, an association <laughs> there. You might have a mascot. Yes. So the, my family was involved with both universities, uh, uh-huh. particularly the coaching staff. Mm-hmm. Um, but long story short, I, I went to Winthrop University, yep. where didn't have to deal with any coaching, any sports yep. teams, um, but was very supportive. Mm-hmm. Uh, moved out to L.A. for a little bit, actually, oh, wow. right after school, okay. just, just trying to... Give it a go yep. and uh, learn. See what it's like out there. Right. <laughs> yeah. um, just change the space mm-hmm. and uh, really, you know, give yourself the opportunity to spread your wings, make something of yourself. Yeah. Learn the hard way. And, yeah. <clears throat> and then either reprioritize, learn mm-hmm. what's important to you and come back to your roots and yeah. kind of press that refresh button. Mm-hmm. And that's exactly what I did when I came to St. Augustine. Yeah, that's awesome. <laughs> so, yeah, I grew up Florida. And wanted to be a dolphin trainer, so naturally I went to college in New York. Nice. Naturally. (laughs) (laughs) And so I was on Long Island for college and then learned that, you know, I am a Florida girl. (laughs) And so when it was time to start applying for places, obviously I applied everywhere because there's only so many places for dolphin training. But I met the staff at Marineland at an Amata conference in California. Excellent. And so I met, it was Pete Davey at the time. So I met Pete Davey um, and I was one of 83 applicants for the position. Okay. And so... Luckily, I got it, and that what that's what brought me to this coast. I was always Gulf Coast. Oh. That's what brought me to Atlanta, Atlantic Coast. I gotcha. So, and then I met my husband, and you know, did you meet him stuck. at Marineland or? I didn't. I met him at a bar. <laughs> <laughs> nice. I, I was just asking. My I went. I met my wife at Marineland. Oh, that's cool. She was an intern yep. in, into the dolphin training program. Okay. So I have a lot of personal roots yeah. with Marineland as well. So yeah, I was a dolphin trainer, one of the interns, because I was, I'm kind of a, an introvert unless it's situation, you know, situation specific expert. Absolutely. And so there was an intern that we had that I became really good friends with and she was from California. And so she knew everybody in town mm. and I had been there for like six months and she had been there for six weeks. And so I started hanging out with her. Nice. And so I became friends with different bartenders at different bars while she leaves. And I ended up watching um, a movie that just depressed me. <laughs> and I called my mom. I went to Blockbuster and rented a movie. Oh, and when it was over, it's rewinding and I'm depressed. So I call my mom and I'm like, um, I'm going to a bar. And that's when I met my husband. He, he spilled a drink on the bar and it got on my purse. He cleaned it up. Good man. And we started talking. And it was like, he was there with a couple of friends. Oh, and okay. so it was like, one friend was married. So it was him and his other friend. And they were kind of like, you know, getting closer and closer. And then when I told his other friend that he reminded me of Vanilla Ice, he took a step back and my husband <laughs> took a step forward. <laughs> Absolutely. The rest is history. <laughs> Good man. He obviously didn't take it as a compliment. No, no, no. Like he, I, think, I think he missed it. I don't yeah. think he fully appreciated it. Yeah. I mean, and he also stopped um, frosting his tips at that point. That'll do it. <laughs> no more bleaching of the hair. Love that. So, yeah, um, it was be- it was like a sidestep for Marineland is why I met my husband, because I never would have gone out had it not been for an intern at Marineland. Makes sense. You know, I get those it. matchmakers. Yes, ma'am. That internship program, changing <laughs> lives. 
All right. Speak it. Well, we're kind of on romance. I mentioned with the Blue Water Jewelry thing that Valentine's is coming up. We're only, what, three weeks away? Oh, gosh. It's going to be here it? before we know it. Yes. I, I try not so. to do the countdown. <laughs> <laughs> so um, you were telling me that there's a new program that you're working on at Marineland. Yes. Yeah, I'm excited about this. It's a fun concept, yeah. um, especially for those who, who love an, an experience mm-hmm. for, for a gift. Yeah. Um, so at Marineland, we're offering the Dolphin Design Date. Awesome. So it's it's great for um, uh, if you want to just go out and take part in the experience yourself, or if you have a loved one or, or a loved partner you want to bring with you, uh-huh. we can absolutely accommodate that. Um, so it's it's called the Dolphin Design Date. It starts uh, February 1st, goes through the awesome. 29th. It's uh, usually going to be offered Thursday through Sunday. Um, usually cool. there's three time slots, 945. 12.45 p.m. Mm-hmm. and then 2.15 p.m. We're, our operation hours are usually 9 a.m. to 3 p.m. Yeah. Um, just during the off-season, once we hit March, we'll be full 9 to 3, yeah. seven days a week, back at it. Um, as cold as it is there in the winter, I always enjoyed when we had like a paired back open to the public time because you could really just... You know, love on your animals, and that's the time to really reinforce those relationships, work on new behaviors, absolutely, all kinds of animal husbandry work that you can do. I was just going to say. It's fantastic. It's a great time when, so I love that you guys are doing the winter hours, because that really gives the training staff and the husbandry staff a chance to reinforce those relationships, have some rest before you get into the crazy, crazy spring and summer. And as you know, each trainer has Mm -hmm. a certain goal with certain animals, Mm -hmm. so they, whether it's a new behavior or they want to reinforce uh, these older behaviors we mm. haven't worked in a while yep. so it's it's worth coming back and, and uh, rehashing out mm-hmm. uh, whether some are getting in the water uh, with with wetsuits trying to stay warm in the yep. colder uh, weather since we're right on the beach we still get that that ocean wind oh, yeah. every day every day <laughs> yeah um, so but our, our trainers they, they're very passionate people mm-hmm. and they, they they love what they do Mm-hmm. Um, many of them have been there for years, yep. um, so they have their you know personal favorite dolphin, mm-hmm. uh, and they're on you certain do. select dolphin teams. Yeah. Um, and some are more receptive to other behaviors, mm-hmm. and some are brands making new to some of these behaviors. Yeah. Um, but we've come a long way, with, especially yeah. with like animal training and like even like learning and teaching dolphin mm-hmm. behaviors. We were. The world's first facility to very do it. First, yeah. I mean, Mr. Adolf Ron. Yeah. He was <laughs> the, the very first, the elephant trainer. Uh, yes. So he's <laughs> notorious for his uh, circus work yeah. overseas. Mm-hmm. When we brought him in, he uh, he just got on a little buoy every day working yep. with Flippy, the world's mm-hmm. first training dolphin. Yeah. And mastered six different learning behaviors within the first year. Of course, Nowadays, they know over 200 different mm-hmm. learning behaviors. So we've, yeah. we've, we've come a long way. <laughs> yeah. We know more about operant conditioning now and reinforcing. So there's way before the Marine Mammal Protection Act and before people knew that dolphins were as special as they are. Yes. Um, there was a time when they thought that they were just kind of fish that were <laughs> stealing the fishermen's fish. And so there's an early story from a different facility oh. that I know about that I'm not going to out because I don't want to bring in any hate. <laughs> but um, so a lot of these early habitats, they would get dolphins because they were bycatch in Correct. fishermen's nets. Yeah. And so in this one area where this facility was, which I shall not name, um, <laughs> they would call the owner of the facility and say, hey, we caught a dolphin. And he's like, all right, bring it to me. Drop it in his pool. He'd give the dolphin a weekend 
And if he could get it to swim through a flaming hula hoop oh, no. or jump through a flaming hula hoop <laughs> by the end of the weekend, he'd keep it. And if he couldn't, back in the ocean with you. Oh, no. He would only reinforce them with whiskey. <laughs> no. This is so illegal. Oh, yeah. So we do nothing now. of the sort oh, of now. Not, oh, my now. God. This is so, <laughs> so beyond the realm of anything that is possible today. But that story just killed me. Wow. Like, wouldn't you want to be the dolphin that did? Like, Whiskey? I don't even know. Whiskey. <laughs> like, they don't. That's what? I've never heard of such uh, a thing. Oh, it's wild. Well, it, one of the old trainers told me. They knew the, they knew the story. <laughs> well, and we're so, familiar with the hula hoop. Yeah. M- Mr. Fromm was a big advocate of the hula hoop. But we didn't do flaming hula hoops Nor did we Marine give Land. them a, hey, get this or get out. Yeah. We, we would never do something yeah. like that. So that was before they even made it to the facility. They would just go to the owner's house. That's crazy. Isn't that wild? That's like... I think that was in the 50s or something. Like, because it it's another older facility, but it's not here. It's, I was going to say, that's when word about dolphin training yeah. was really starting to grow. Yes. And that's the thing. Like, they didn't know that they had social relationships. They were just in the early stages of even understanding that they were mammals and not fish. Yeah. And people had very <laughs> different ideas of proper animal husbandry in the 40s and the 50s, clearly. I mean, there's a lot. They even did the, the sunken house experiment with a woman in the water with the dolphin oh. <laughs> trying to see if if they could have like a husband and a wife situation and it was there's wild stuff in the past interesting a lot and of I'm experimental so, work yes <laughs> and I'm so glad that we're past that I'm so glad the Marine Mammal Protection Act was put into place amen to so that so none of that is happening anymore no. um, and that's I think that's a misconception that people have is that Things that happened in the past are still happening. And that's not true. No, not at all. I mean, I can speak from experience. These animals were better taken care of than I was <laughs> in my 20s, 100%. They are spoiled rotten. I mean, that's, that's for sure. I was living off of Pop-Tarts and like ramen noodles, and they were getting <laughs> the finest quality fish that money could buy. <laughs> and we would sort it so there was no damage to those fish. Like, they were getting way better care than I was caring for myself. Yes, with, you know, obviously, like, uh, direct freshwater hydrations because mm-hmm. they are mammals like you and me. Yep. Like, restaurant-quality fish herring mm-hmm. that is freshly cleaned and prepped yep. every morning. Yep. Uh, by every the animal fish is checked. Any fish that looks sick has any damage, any part is missing, it's gone. That it's not fed to the animals. So it has to be a perfect specimen to make it. So they have to purchase so much fish, understanding that a certain percentage of that is never going to make it to the animals. Absolutely. And so it's just the quality of food that goes to these animals. And, I mean, we go out to restaurants and we put a lot of trust in the restaurant staff. Oh, yes. But I know that fish is kept fresh (laughs) <laughs> because it is on ice constantly it never warms up past a certain a certain temperature like it is it is a science to maintain just the diets properly absolutely and it's wild they do a great job they do a great job they, they love these animals and the age of the animals is a testament to that i mean the longevity of the dolphins at marine land is bar none that's true it's 100 percent shows we're still the world record holder yeah honestly so um i i was um talking with our historian about this recently Mm -hmm. as well i thought oh my gosh a dolphin turned 62 at um Mm -hmm. sea world in antonio and i was like oh my gosh did we did we lose the world record no no we we didn't because uh nelly nelly Mm -hmm. was first born 
mm-hmm. at Marineland, yep. you, you know, in 1953. Mm-hmm. And when she was born, raised, well-kept, mm-hmm. well-fed, and had these uh, amazing years at Marineland, so yep. much so she became like the Jacksonville University mascot, yep. uh, was like notorious for her age. She's the only dolphin I know of that has a doctorate. Correct. <laughs> yep, a bachelor's, a master's, and a doctorate. It's yeah. a so um, very well-educated dolphin. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> um, we still have a fun little Nellie's Corner and her uh-huh. Cedar Shore Aquarium tour, like yeah. un- um, underground, a um, bunch of like newspaper articles, her her tail flukes that the trainers would mm-hmm. wear um, yep. when they would work with her. Mm-hmm. Um, but no, I'm, I'm, I'm getting off track. <laughs> no, but Nellie is a very special animal. And um, I wanted to give a shout out to Nellie's son. Yes. Because I worked with Nellie. I also worked with her son, Sonny. Sonny. And Sonny's 40th birthday was this week. So shout out to Sonny. Put dolphins in the chat for Sonny. Big four it's zero. his birthday. They, they did a post. So you can go to Marineland. It's Marineland Dolphin Adventure on Facebook, right? I should, yes. Yes? Yes. So Marineland Dolphin Adventure, I'll share it in the comments. And wish Sonny a happy birthday. He's got a happy birthday post it's, up there. It's only through, you know, since we sadly lost uh, Nellie back in 2014, mm-hmm. we're yeah. able to keep Nellie's legacy alive. Mm-hmm. Not only through Sonny and that longevity. He's still our longest dolphin, nine mm-hmm. feet in length. Yep. He's Very huge. Big, curious boy. Uh, but he also has um, two beautiful, I, I call them baby boys. Mm-hmm. They're, they're nothing but babies to me. But they're, yes. they're seven years old. We have mm-hmm. uh, Mr. Ollie. Uh, he's our particular favorite dolphin of mine. Yeah. And uh, Mr. Surge as well. Yep. Um, so they're both uh, very highly stimulated, extremely curious, and very intelligent animals. Yeah. Um, Sonny was still a sub-adult when I worked there. And so he was um, he was not the daddy of dolphins when I was working there. I believe that. And we were mixing them. Um, so Chubby had been, I came in right at the end of Chubby being the dominant male. And really? so Chubby was the daddy of, I believe, Roxy and Dazzle and Cacique and Phoebe. So like all of the babies yep. were Chubby's babies. And so it was always like, oh, this one has Chubby's eyes. You know, mm-hmm. Chubby has these big eyes. And so that was kind of a, a hallmark of Chubby babies. And so my my first dolphin that I ever got to work as a trainer on my own was Alvin. And so he, Alvin was my baby, mm-hmm. but he was also the male that was kind of the lover, not the fighter. And so he was the one that was always kind of beat up on. Yeah. And so no one ever thought Alvin was pretty because <laughs> dolphins will rake each other and it's nothing serious. Yeah. It's like a, it's an elbow bumper, kind of like a, well, you know, form of communicating on the back of your head. As yeah. well, some of them play very rough with each yes, other. They, they do rough house. I was just giving a tour today mm-hmm. talking about all Ollie, yep. you know, he's a little bit of a troublemaker. He pushes <laughs> other, other dolphins' buttons. <laughs> yep. And of course, they're like, hey, I, I'm done playing with you yep. for a while. Mm-hmm. And we'll kind of, you know, bump him out of the way or yep. give him a little rake mark saying, hey, I'm... I'm, I'm good. Yep. So you, you go play with somebody else. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. And that's... I mean, we can tell each other and we can... We have these hands and these fingers and we can be like, no... And we can be emphatic and they they have language in a way and we're learning more about that language and what that means. But, you know, they don't have fingers and they they 
They're famous for their dolphin smile, but they can't change that expression. Correct. They don't have eyebrows. There's not a lot of facial expression that they can give. So it's their body language that does a lot of the talking. Absolutely. And that's tail slaps. That's slapping the surface with their flippers. That's jaw pops where they can pop their jaws really loud. Yep. But then they can also roughhouse and bump and, and, and hit each other. And we, <laughs> I mentioned a lot that dolphins have blubber layers. And so it's not something that's traumatic to them, even if it would would be for us. <laughs> exactly. No, they're very, yeah, very they're, strong, powerful animals. Mm-hmm. A lot of muscle to yeah. their uh, makeup as well. And over that muscle is a lovely layer of fat. <laughs> <laughs> Some more than others. <laughs> Some more than others. And in different seasons, it's thicker. Correct. You've got fat dolphins right now because it's yes, cold. Yes, we do. Mm-hmm. <laughs> fat dolphins are another reason why it's great to not be open as much. I was going to say, fat <laughs> dolphins are happy dolphins. They're very happy dolphins, and happy dolphins are mischievous dolphins. Correct. Because I learned when I became a mother that dolphins are like giant toddlers. Yes. They really are that like toddler preschool stage. Correct. Of, of like human development. And so, <laughs> I mean, I remember when Dazzle was pregnant um, when I was working there, and she was getting close to the end of her pregnancy. Mm-hmm. And so, it was like if she wanted to play with us cool if she didn't we were just there to keep her happy because she was a mama her business was making that baby getting ready for labor and delivery and close to when she delivered we were already on 24-hour watches we had started to see her milk come in and so we knew we were getting closer and she was in the the main habitat for uh where we would do the the swim with and water programs Mm -hmm. and she just did not want to participate with strangers and so all she wanted to do was play with the paintbrush and that was like <laughs> that is not an approved toy wow but that's all she wanted to play with was a paintbrush miss dazzle and really? so we would just sit there on that long beach part oh yes and we would play with her with a paintbrush until she didn't want to and then we'd put that away and then she just wanted to lay so there was like 20 minutes, I'm in the water, and I'm just treading water just with my arms her. like this, and I've got a dolphin pregnant belly right here, and I'm just rubbing that belly yep. and just massaging that belly, and then she'd swim off me, and she'd come back the other side. So I went oh, to the other side. Love this And I could feel that baby kicking in her belly. Wow. And it was the wildest experience. Like, it was so cool. She's still very, very yeah. interactive. And she- Dazzle has always been a character. Yes. <laughs> She's always been a character. She was a magician when she was in her teens. Oh. You could give her a herring. You could feed her 10 pounds of capelin. And she could make that herring come back up to see you. <laughs> oh, yes. Yeah, and swallow it back. So we had to do regurge watches on her because she was a magician. Get a good bit of that. 100% magician, that Dazzle. <laughs> oh, man. We called her um, every now and again. She got the nickname of Spazzle. <laughs> when we were there. So it's just like, what are, what are we going to do with Dazzle? Like, Love Dazzle. She's got so much to do here. She's a lot of fan favorites. Oh, yeah. uh, one of my personal she's gorgeous. best friends. She's an mm-hmm. animal trainer there, Sammy. She loves Dazzle. Mm-hmm. Like even when she first started training and working yep. there and working with Dazzle, Took mm-hmm. a lot. There's a lot of love for Miss Dad. That's, yeah. that's all I'm gonna say. So I had I had Alvin was my my favorite boy, and then Betty was the next dolphin I got to work, and I loved Miss Betty. How um, <laughs> Betty was that like mischievous old lady dolphin? She still is. <laughs> still, man, how old is Betty now? She's still in her fifties. Yeah, yeah. Wow. She's still up there. 
And she was in her 30s when I worked with her. So, yeah, she's probably mid-50s. Still got that little white tip right there yep. on the dorsal fin. The That's why we always fin. nickname her, you know, Betty White. Mm-hmm. R.I.P. Yeah, well, it <laughs> tracks because she's as, she's as fiery as Betty White. She could keep you on your toes. You better believe it. She yep. still does a great dolphin design as well. She's fantastic, man. <laughs> she was so much fun. I loved working with Betty, and everyone was so... Whenever you're learning the animal, you know this. I mean, every animal is like people. They have their own personalities and their own idiosyncrasies. And so when you're doing animal training, it's like, okay, this is what is reinforceable for this behavior. Definitely. Uh, my two dolphins were the ones that was like, except with Alvin and except with Betty. <laughs> because they were going to do what they were going to do. Absolutely. And so there was a wider spectrum of reinforceable behavior with Alvin and Betty. But you mentioned that like all of the trainers have their relationships they have their favorites. One of my friends got put on Alvin's length and girth. And so that's, you know, training a dolphin to accept a measuring tape like you would use for seamstress work to lay across their body, which doesn't sound like it would be a big deal, except they have very, very sensitive skin and they're not dry when they're doing this. So water goes over it. So it makes the measuring tape, you know, kind of tickle their sides. Mm -hmm. And so you have to, and since you're doing that's with length, with girth, you're wrapping it around them and you don't want an entanglement issue. So you want them to be very comfortable with this so they don't freak out and take the, the measuring tape. It could be something that they could ingest and that could be dangerous also. So it's a slow process to get them comfortable with this. But a great husbandry it's nonetheless. It's a perfect husbandry behavior. Honestly. It's very important because you, I mean, their length doesn't change much when they're adults, but their girth definitely changes seasonally yep. because you need them to be, you need them to be fat enough so that they stay warm in the winter and thin enough that they don't overheat in the summer. Correct. And so, you know, my friend was working on it with Alvin and she didn't have the same connection with Alvin. So she oh, always no. partnered with me. Oh, good. And so I was Alvin. She'd always ask me to be the second because that's usually like, what hey, you're doing. Length and girth. You usually need a second anyway. So I was the one that was next to his head usually when we were working on that. And then she would just, as long as I was there, she could get a good one. A good approximation is what we would call it. And so... Yeah, that was fun. Nice. So it kind of it was honorary my my behavior too. Absolutely, it's like well, yeah. yeah. You she always needed me there. You always enjoy it, and you knowing that she what she wanted to turn her you down. There. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, it's just that relationship. Yeah, but husbandry behaviors um, they might seem weird when you're watching someone work on them because it's like, what are they doing to that dolphin with the measuring tape? But they all have a purpose and they're all fantastic. It's really interesting what they can do, um, what they can do to help assist their own care. Absolutely. And if you have that relationship, it's a really beautiful thing. It helps. Marineland has a history of learning more about uh, dolphin biology and being on the cutting edge of husbandry. I mean, like we talked about the longevity. Correct. So do you want to talk a little bit about the history of Marineland and some of the cool stuff that has happened there of course no i i love talking about it and there are so many people they're like oh yeah i think i've I've heard of marine land but i don't is it is it open yeah you better believe it this has been 85 years of animal love and care it's it's been a great time and we've learned so much throughout the years and we want to share this story with each guest that comes to visit us Mm. you know it's not a huge tourism place we we love talking about conservation and we love explaining the importance of this knowledge Mm -hmm. that we can take these skills and apply it to our everyday life Mm -hmm. so that's that's just a little bit of what we try to do so obviously we were the world's first oceanarium Mm -hmm. makes us a a national landmark but that Mm -hmm. just means we were the world's first facility to put Sea turtles, sharks, dolphins, and fish all in one giant habitat. Mm-hmm. 
of course, there was a group of troublemakers that had to be removed, <laughs> yeah. uh, and it was, in fact, the dolphins. Mm-hmm. Dolphins would flip over the sea turtles if they were mm-hmm. toys. They mm-hmm. would um, kind of beat up on the sharks to protect their pod, yeah. and uh, they would eat the fish inside <laughs> the oceanarium. So naturally, we, we took them out. Yeah. Um, it wasn't until you know, sometime later we, we started you know, learning more about these animals, and we're very curious, and they were just as curious as us, mm-hmm. uh, which is when we brought Mr. Fraud on. Yeah. That's when we learned how intelligent these animal words. We had scientists come out. We, you know, first developed, learned about, and created, you know, the term echolocation. Mm-hmm. All that scientific discovery happened right here at our facility. Mm-hmm. Um, so, world o- world's oldest dolphin, world's first dolphin born um, in professional care. Yep. I mean, it's we, we've come a long way over the years, and we just really want to share that history, that story, with mm-hmm. any and all guests that comes through our doors. Yeah. Um, it's It really is an amazing history. We've brought Taryn in, and she literally wrote the book on marine <laughs> land history, which I was going to, like, I as soon as I booked you, I was like, can I get the book in time so that I can have it up here? So Taryn's here with us. It wouldn't get delivered in time. Oh, she, she is know. the best, though. That, she's, a, she's our historian for mm-hmm. a reason. Yeah. So I always like um, cross-referencing fa- uh, fun facts with her, mm-hmm. um, different bio facts, different things we can highlight and bring into the community as well. Yeah. She's just a, such a valid resource. She really is. And she does she does her due diligence to make sure that what she's sharing is true. Because 100% at her core, she wants to help people understand the world around them better so that they love it more and they want to take care of it more. Absolutely. And so that is a real passion of hers and I really appreciate that about her and by extension Marineland because that's what Marineland really is doing. Oh, I found it. Okay, so I wanted, <laughs> you were talking about the echolocation research yes. and I knew I had pictures. So I'm going to show you guys some of the dazzle pictures. Oh, nice. Yeah. Uh, not Dazzle, sorry, Pebbles. Pebbles was Pebbles. doing some of this echolocation research. And so this was them putting eye cups over their eyes. You can see some of the rake marks yep. underneath his fingers there. That's just dolphins communicating with dolphins. They're using their mouths to do so. Um, so those eye cups are, co- are covering her eyes. And then they're testing what she knows is going on around her. This is when really, you know, we started to to learn about, you know, the vocal cords in a dolphin, mm-hmm. the placement, the fun mm-hmm. biofacts, how they manipulate their air sacs through their blowhole mm-hmm. by communicating yep. and how they can, um, the sounds reverberate through their jawbones mm-hmm. as well. It's, it's, it's incredible. It's so cool. All of the, all of the information that has, that we take for granted as just stuff we know. Correct. Stuff we know about dolphins. And the reason we know it is because dolphins existed at Marineland uh, starting in the 30s. It was 1938. 1938, yep. yes, ma'am. June 23rd. Had a turnout right. of 30,000 people on A1A, but only 20,000 were able to get in the park and 10,000 were stuck in traffic. Yeah. I think I have an Adolf <laughs> picture in here, too. Oh, yeah. I'm yes. trying to remember. So a lot of these pictures were on display in the old parks. That's him. And so yep. I'm looking through and I'm trying to remember. We, we still have that. So that is actually on our ocean walk um uh, on our on our ocean walk down to the dolphin area, okay. so you'll see that on our way to the dolphin. Okay, habitat. cool. So that's in public viewing on the regular deck. Correct. Awesome. So that's Adolf with, and that's Flippy. That is Flippy right there, and, and that's when he's first introducing that learning behavior yep. about the hoop we talked about. You might notice in this picture, <laughs> zero flame, zero whiskey, zero whiskey. Yes, I was just gonna say, I love that. Zero flame, zero whiskey. We did it right here in Marineland. Mm-hmm. Those other facilities got nothing on us. <laughs> <laughs> so that's Adolf. Um, you know, 
there there are so many people in St. Augustine that have worked at Marineland. And so there's just this wealth of history just walking around all tied to Marineland. It's been here so long. It's been such an institution that there, I'm thinking back to um, Dan just recently retired. He was an Aquarius that had been there for a really long time. Dan Palmer. Dan Palmer. Bill Upson. Oh, my word. You guys, if you ever find Dan Palmer and Bill (laughs) Upson out at a bar, you buy those men a drink, tell them I said so, and ask them questions about Marineland, and they'll tell you the best stories. They'll keep you there for two hours. (laughs) Yes. Be prepared to buy more than one beer. Be prepared. (laughs) But it's going to be a fantastic two hours. I I mean, thoroughly enjoy Dan Palmer's perspective just on everything, especially in the Aquarius world. So obviously mm-hmm. we have over a hundred different species of invertebrates, mm-hmm. like from crustaceans, um, everything from like fish and undersea life mm-hmm. that Dan Palmer was the caretaker for, for so many years in Marineland. Mm-hmm. And to, enab- to be able to bestow that knowledge onto our, our, our current Aquarius team, they do such an amazing job mm-hmm. of just keeping the habitats clean, keeping the fish healthy, mm-hmm. well-fed, and uh, I just love bragging about them as well. Yeah. I know we're talking about the dolphins. We but talk a lot. We had a great Aquarius team. Yeah. <laughs> we do. We do have a fantastic Aquarius team. And how is the shark research project going? It's still going very well. So, so it's um, the sand tiger sharks, right? Correct. Okay. So they're an endangered species. Mm-hmm. As um, if if some of you don't know, the sand tiger sharks are an endangered species. So they were originally on breed loan when we were mm-hmm. first owned and operated through Georgia Aquarium. Yep. So they did the ones decided to put them at Marine Land and house them in two separate habitats. Mm-hmm. Uh, so we have the ongoing breeding program on the right in the right habitat. And then we have a little habitat on the left. It's not little, yeah. um, but for the younger males. Yeah. I, ca- I call it little, but it's just for the males. It's the the bullpen. <laughs> Correct. So it's, well, you're, you're just a, a little too yeah. young. Once you get a little mm-hmm. bit older, then we can uh, potentially incorporate you into yeah. this ongoing breeding program. Okay. So we're still crossing our fingers each and every day, keeping great care of them, um, but just hoping for those uh, litter of sand tiger shark pups. That would be so, amazing. <laughs> I'm curious because... Um, um, so I was there at Marineland when we did um, mixing of animals. Yes. So I was there with the pregnancies just before. What's the the twelve year old that's there now? Is it Coquina? You we do have Coquina. Yeah, Coquina's still with us. Yeah. There's I think there's a twelve year old, <laughs> twelve or thirteen year old baby. So I was there just before that. Um, oh, okay. So there was a period of time where there were some unsuccessful pregnancies. Dazzle had an unsuccessful pregnancy. I was going to say was there's always Stewie was one, and um, that was upper respiratory infection. It was super, like I was going to say it's, it's sometimes it it happens so often yeah. and so frequently, yeah. especially out in the wild. We don't oh, know yeah. how these animals are mm-hmm. able to just naturally breed successfully because yeah. the risk factor is so high. It's so, so high. Even mortality with like rate. the best, I was going to say, that's exactly yeah. what it is. The, the high mortality rate. Mm-hmm. I know I'm preaching to the choir. Oh yeah. <laughs> yep. Um, but with the high mortality rates, even like under the best supervision, the mm-hmm. best medication, and like you said, yeah. even like cradling the dolphin, mm-hmm. rubbing their yeah. belly, um, it does happen. It, it happens. And it is unfortunate and it does mm-hmm. take a toll on not only the animal but also like the entire team mm-hmm. we we wish the the best for that specific dolphin mm-hmm. and sometimes it, it just doesn't happen yeah and so um what i was going with that was that we were we were testing the males to see who 
we should mix the females with. <laughs> and so with dolphins, I know how you do that. You put them in a ventral layout or you put them um, in in the ultrasound position on their side and you ultrasound down in in their the their private their private no no places <laughs> their bathing suit spots and you can see uh, whether their gonads are mature and so um, that's why I kind of laugh that Sonny's the dad now because the last time he was ultrasound when I was on staff he was small kind definitely not going to father any babies <laughs> and so like in oh, comparison <laughs> to Alvin and and Chubby those gonads were very not mature yet and so it was like okay well we'll let him go just so he can see what's supposed to happen (laughs) and he can learn and maybe one day he can daddy some babies but um probably not going to happen this round and so we weren't surprised when we got the genetic testing back that alvin was the the daddy for a lot of the babies that have happened in the past decade 15 years those were alvin babies and then he passed the torch quickly to sunny yep and so um how do you tell with sand tiger sharks whether they're subadults or not? I don't. I don't know that they're going to lay. Well, sharks can't be super still for long periods of time. No, not no, they, all species. Anyway, it's a very. Uh, Is it an ultrasound situation? Mm-hmm. Is it a blood test? Like, so there are certain ways that our aquarist team does a great job mm-hmm. of checking yep. when there are showcasing signs. Mm-hmm. Uh, but it is a very. How do I put this? aggressive process for the male with the the female shark usually the females are much bigger well we mentioned on monday that dolphin um dolphins might have coitus for fun as is the common you're not wrong joke Um, but it doesn't look pleasant (laughs) it doesn't always look consensual we were talking about a dolphin research project i was on in costa rica that's why we had that conversation on monday (laughs) not just randomly talking about dolphin (laughs) sex on the show there was a reason for it i swear i'm not a weirdo no you're good (laughs) sand tiger sharks how do you figure out sand tiger sharks are Ready to go. So, yes, there, there is, like I said, a similar process that mm-hmm. the Aquarius team does a great job with. Um, but once the process is complete and they are starting to show signs, uh, then they will start to integrate those practices. Okay. I'm not 100% certain of the process. All right. Um, but I know my Aquarius team is much more prepped for the job. By Dan a beer. That's what I just heard. I was, yes. <laughs> By Dan, Dan Palmer, Palmer will tell you everything you need to know. Yes, <laughs> and he knows it. Down to, to, to the last <laughs> possible fact you're, about it. You're not wrong. Man, those guys are amazing. So did they still have that picture of them walking the giant hammerhead up in the office? No, I, I have not seen that one. Oh, no, man. not personally. So Dan and Bill and Joe were all there, and they're like old salt marine land staff. Keith was there also when I was working there. Keith. And yeah, and so evidently there was this giant, I want to say 10, 12 foot hammerhead that beached itself during rough seas in a storm. And so of course our aquarists are like, check out that hammerhead. It's not theirs. They don't care. It's a fish. It needs them. So our aquarists go out into the ocean and they assess this hammerhead and they don't see any obvious signs of injury. And so they start walking the hammerhead up and down because they know that if a shark is 
still, if it speeched itself, it might be in shock for some reason. Correct. So you can get, um, you can help a shark survive shock by keeping water flowing on their gills. So they're walking this giant hammerhead up and down the coast long enough that people were able to go get cameras because I've seen the picture of it. And the dorsal fin on this hammerhead was taller than the men walking the hammerhead. Wow. And I look at Bill and Dan and I'm like, I know how tall you guys were. How big was this shark? Because you can (laughs) only see like the just the top of the back and you can see the dorsal fin and i'm like that doesn't look like a marine mammal dorsal fin not at all because hammerheads don't like you said they're much much taller it's very skinny yep yeah and so i'm like what are y'all doing like i'm i don't know what whale you're you're dealing with and they're like honey that ain't a whale (laughs) (laughs) that's a hammerhead that's like good lord that sounds like something keith would do though we still have keith on our team keith's amazing tell him i said hi absolutely head of our engineering and life support team he he also wears a lot of hats but oh yeah we could not do what we do without keith so i'm i'm a big fan of keith keith is a fantastic human love the work that he's done and he's been dedicated to it for just a long time well he he was an old salt when I got there and so he's (laughs) definitely been there more than 20 years because this is the 20th anniversary of me starting at Marine Land. Congratulations. It was January 2004. Excellent. 20 years since I joined the team. I just didn't stay for 20 years. Well, we were very lucky, very fortunate (laughs) to have you when we did. Well, you know, some may agree, some may not agree. (laughs) We'll find out. I got my stories. That's what I'm sticking to. Fair enough. (laughs) As anyone does within any workplace, I imagine. So Taryn did want us to talk about about summer camps. Yes, yes. So summer camp registration is open. So I want you Correct. guys to check these out. Marineland.net slash summer hyphen camps. Um, I'm showing it up on the screen now. I'll drop it in the comments of the show. So talk to me about this. Well, there's three different age groups. Okay. Um, so it's uh, from ages 7 to 9, 10 to 12, 13 to 17. Okay. And they're all constantly offered um, each and every week. That you'll find once you do get to the website, mm-hmm. but it runs from June, to, uh, July, and then to the tail end of August, so okay. it ends August second. Awesome! Um, but it's it's a great opportunity to come out, let your kids experience something new, let them learn something in the process, and then experience a fun um, included uh, mm-hmm. dolphin interaction at so the very cool. end of your week of camp. That's awesome! So that was that was my first introduction into what it would take to become a dolphin trainer is that I did a summer camp at my local aquarium where I grew up on the Gulf Coast. And so that was, it's fantastic. I definitely encourage all of you, if you have kids, grandkids, check out these summer camps. It's an amazing team and they do a great job for sure. Marineland has a long legacy of um, really excellent work, but also really excellent education. So I'm definitely going to add that in the comments. We've uh, we've been fortunate enough to have uh, Miss Jody. She's uh, she's our current edu- education coordinator. Okay. She's been there for over a year. Great awesome. background. Very passionate. Loves Perfect. working with field trips, summer camps. Uh, we have this fun program called Sea Squirts. Um, That's cool. So it's for the the little ones as well. Um, it's a little uh, a little like uh, mommy and me. Okay. Um, uh, you know, opportunity to come out for the kids to see the dolphins up close, do some mm-hmm. fun learning activities, and then the parents to be there all the while um, just to watch and take part in those programs with them as well. That's cool. So th- is that a younger age group then? Correct. Okay. So mommy and me, so is this like preschool age? Um, I, I would 
imagine it's going to be um, anywhere from like uh, one to three. Okay. That's going to be definitely for those younger That's years. That's so cool. Yes. So having been a dolphin trainer, you have friends that are dolphin trainers. And so like <laughs> you can do things that like maybe not everyone can do. So I may or may not have gotten my daughter and my dad into an in-water interaction when my daughter was about... Uh, 18 months old. <laughs> really? Wow. The wetsuit was way too big on her. We had to, <laughs> it was twice as long as it needed to be. So we had to fold it back up all the way up to her shoulders and all the way up her thighs. Oh, I believe it. And she was, but she had no fear. Um, she was always like super into, um, into animals and especially dolphins. And I had a lot of friends that worked at Marine Land, so she had seen them. And so we happened to be in Vegas where I had friends that worked with Ooh. the Mirage dolphins. Oh, yes. And so it was like a super private, like low, low stress, um, low stakes kind of encounter uh, just with a group of friends. So it wasn't like it was a huge crowd that would intimidate a toddler, but she was perfect. And so she got to do a dolphin toe with me, but she got to do a dolphin toe when she was 18 months old. <laughs> and she's so mad at me because she's like, now you won't pay for me to do it because you say I've already done it, but I don't remember. <laughs> I got to get her back in the water. I got, I've got three. I've got lots that I have to get back in the water now. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, I get it. There's, we get a wide group of, of of kids just from all over who have never done something like this, mm -hmm. wanting to just get in the water. And then, you know, obviously, when you get in those in water programs, there are certain mm -hmm. height requirements. So uh, let's take the dolphin encounter. Mm -hmm. That's the first like waist deep interaction. Yeah. Um, the step up from the out of water meet and greet program. Mm -hmm. The dolphin encounter really um, gets the people more intimate, better photo ops, yep. throw in the toy. Um, and the little ones can take part in it, mm -hmm. um, but they have to be at least uh, 48 inches. Yeah. Um, if they're not at least 48 inches, that's when they're going to need an adult to take part mm -hmm. in the program with them. So they don't float away. Correct. <laughs> we do not want any floating babies in yes. the habitats. <laughs> Only floating dolphin babies, no floating human babies. <laughs> Correct. So sorry. <laughs> um, yeah, and that's really important to respect. We would have people lie about their kids' ages, and that's never a good idea. Correct. For, for lots of reasons, but just the younger you are, the less you can... Uh, retain your body heat in cooler water. Correct. And so you're going to pay a lot of money for a kid that's too young, like my daughter, who doesn't remember it. But they're also going to get so cold, they're going to be miserable by the end. So, like, don't even do it. Don't lie. Just be honest. Well, a fun, a, a fun way, a fun way to uh, find out the truth. You can always ask the child first. Oh, the <laughs> I have a story about that. And, and how old are you, Missy? Uh -huh. I'm this many. Yeah. Really? really? <laughs> yep. So I interned at a facility with um, pinnipeds, so seals and sea lions Excellent. in New York before I came down to Marine Land. And so we had a photo with a sea lion. And if it was one of the females, that's not terribly intimidating. They were 180 pounds, so they weren't they weren't super huge. So, But if it was freebie, and it was usually freebie because he was... He was the nicest one of the three sea lions, to be honest. <laughs> but he was also over 500 pounds. Gotta look out for those sea lions. Yeah. And so we would be in line, and they would encourage us as the interns to ask the kid their age, not the parent. Because Absolutely. the parent will pay, and they'll say, my kid is this age, but you have the final call. And so they make the interns, the unpaid <laughs> interns, oh, no. in New York, with like the friendliest people that love hearing no. Good luck. And so... <laughs> 
I'm sitting in this line and I look at this kid and I'm a college student. So like every kid looks little to me at this point, but I'm like, that kid is barely out of diapers. There's no way. So I look at her and I'm like, sweetie, how old are you? I six. Okay. (laughs) What's your name? I six. What's your favorite color? I six. So her parents had spent all day. If they ask you any question, tell them you're six. What will you say? I six. So that's the only answer she'd give me because she had been coached. Just branding it in her brain. So I look at the parents and I was like, are you sure? And they're like, oh, yeah, she's six. And so we walk them up. We walk her up because she had to. They only had to pay for one picture if she was under if she was over six, right. they only had to pay for one. But if she was under six, they had to pay for a parent and the young child. Exactly. And they didn't want they didn't want to get stiffed into buying two pictures for one experience. So I six. So <laughs> we put this two year old little girl next to the podium. Freebie comes out, all oh, 500 pounds of him. And I called him Jimmy Durante because he had this thing that he would do where he would just kind of go. And it reminded me of Jimmy Durante's like, ah, cha, cha, cha. <laughs> and so he pops up on the podium, massive. And he does his mouth open, eyes closed, ah, face <laughs> that he's just chill. But that looks, he's leaning towards her with his mouth open. Ooh. She loses it. Yep. Screams, runs off. Don't lie, guys. Don't lie. Just respect that there's a reason. Can't they could have gotten that. a beautiful picture if they had just had mom stand next to Freebie holding Together. the child. It would have been a beautiful family memory, but now that's a great family memory for me. <laughs> it's not for them because oh, they paid for something they didn't get. It's a great get. <laughs> educational story as well. Exactly. <laughs> so definitely don't lie. Be honest. It's not going to benefit any of you. It's not worth it. No, it's not. I didn't have to pay to have my 18-month-old in the water. So had she not done well, I had someone there to watch her so that I could play with the dolphins alone. <laughs> but since she went and she did well, she got to play. Yep. But if you're paying, don't risk that money because it's gonna, it's not going to work out. No, ma'am. It's not going to work out. I want to get back to this uh, Dolphin Designs for the Valentine promotion. Absolutely. Talk to me more about that because this is one of my favorite recommendations for people. If you're not ready to get in the water, mm-hmm. but you want to have the best bang for your buck Absolutely. on a dry land program, do Dolphin Designs. I love it. Right? It's my favorite. So I'm going to show you guys this again and talk to me about this Valentine's Dolphin Sure. Design. So usually, um, aside from the program, a Dolphin uh-huh. Design is about $99. Okay. It's one participant, up to two participants per time slot. Okay. Um, it's just you, a trainer, a dolphin, and you're holding a canvas. Mm-hmm. You have a, a chance to pick out your colors as well. You hold that canvas out. When the trainer says to, <laughs> the dolphin will swim up. The trainer will put that um, a paintbrush, mm-hmm. and I was almost like a, a pool noodle look yeah. to it. Um, they'll have that certain color on the paintbrush. They'll put that pool noodle paintbrush inside the dolphin's mouth, mm-hmm. and they um, have a variety of different ways of painting on your canvas. Yeah. Um, so it's a very one-of-a-kind, original intimate uh, program because you have this lovely creative design to take home with you 
after the program. So after you choose your colors, you get your paint, um, you put it down, then you do uh, uh, some nice rubs, throw mm -hmm. the toy with the dolphin, and then get some awesome photos as well. Yeah. With this promo, this is giving guests the chance to do it for 50% off. Wow. So we're talking $49.99 for mm -hmm. one individual to take part in the program. Mm -hmm. um, the You just use the promo code online, but I love talking about this. You can also do what um, a two-for-one. Okay. Basically, you, um, you're you going to have two guests who both want to take part in the program. Mm -hmm. Let's say uh, your partner really wants to do it, um, but she wants you to do it with her. Yeah. Um, so she will call guest services mm -hmm. um, and <laughs> will actually request to say, hey, I actually want to add my partner to do the program with me. Mm -hmm. This is going to be a two for one special. So it's going to be the That's same awesome. original price, $99.99 for two of you to pick out your colors hold the canvas together, get some awesome candid shots of you, a dolphin, and your your new piece of creative art that you get mm -hmm. to take home with you. So this was a super fun behavior to work on as a trainer <laughs> because, and it's also really fun for the dolphins because it's one of the few behaviors that they're told be creative. And it's, they learn that when they're given that paintbrush, that all they have to do is move and they can move however they want oh, yes. and they can create whatever they want and they get reinforced for it. <laughs> so it's super fun for the dolphins because it's just a, uh, give me something, show me something, do what you want to do. And so I was there when Phoebe and Kasik were being trained. Yep. Kasik still does a designs. great dolphin yeah. design. She was very, uh, she was very stripy when I was there. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> well, Sunny was too. She loves Sunny to, and, and yank, Kasik. Yank yeah. her uh, her head back and forth. Yeah. So that's that's yeah. her go to. If you want a very linear, um, less Jackson Pollock, more uh, <laughs> trying to think back to my art history class. Um, so that would be Kasik for you. Um, yeah, but all the dolphins have their own their own style and. As a trainer, you learn kind of, you can pick it out from oh, yes. a crowd, like which dolphin did which one. I, like, I have a collection. I like when, I like when Betty, she, she does a spin. <laughs> so she'll spin in place and you'll have this lovely curvature on uh -huh. your canvas. And at the end, you get a nice little, um, little signature. Mm -hmm. So you know which dolphin did it. You get to remember the dolphin and you get to talk about that specific dolphin. Yeah. I worked with the trainer that designed those signatures. I love those signatures. And she trained me how to do them. <laughs> nice. And so on her days off, I was she did it when she was there because she was the best. But on her days off, I had to do it because we would freehand those oh. before um, before there were, I think you have stamps now. Uh, yes, we do yeah. with the tail fluke, but I mm -hmm. do prefer the original ones. Yeah, it's those, like the body of the a dolphin. The body of the dolphin yes. is the name. Yeah, so she taught me how to do that. So I'm not as good as I used to be. I can still do it, just barely. <laughs> but um, yeah, so... I have a Nelly painting where it looks like she wrote an N in it. That's cool. It was early because she was retired. So she was retired from programs. And so like they didn't finish her dolphin design. So I was there when we were, you know, finishing that behavior because in the new habitat, then mm -hmm. she might be an option for dolphin designs again. And so, uh, yeah, I was there and I got a Nelly painting and wow. it definitely has like an N shape in oh, the man. middle of it. That's, that's like, so oh, cool. it's mine. It's a keeper. Absolutely. <laughs> Everyone that came in that saw it when it was drying is like, oh, is this up for grabs? I'm like, no, I paid for that no, one. No. That was mine. This is mine. <laughs> yep. it's, it's coming home and putting it <laughs> yeah. on my wall. I had to put my name on the back because everyone tried to take it. Yeah, I bet. It. That's like a it historical really artifact. Cool so I have, um, we have Pebbles. I have Alvin, Nelly, 
I believe we have a Roxy and maybe I have a Roxy that I put up for Christmas because it's red, red, green, and yellow, uh, red, green, and silver. And then I I have a sunny Christmas ornament. Nice, which yeah. we do sell. We still that sell them. That is awesome. The small ones for ten ninety nine, the big ones for fourteen ninety nine. Yep, those are so fun. <laughs> I have a story about those too, but I'll tell you off there because I've already told that one on here. We can talk all day about. I this. know, <laughs> and I've had so much fun uh, meeting you and yes. talking to you. Thank you so much for being here. Absolutely, thank you I for know having me. You can't believe it, but the hour's just about up. What? Yes, I know. I feel like so, we just got here. I know. It just it happens really fast, oh, and man. it's it always surprises me. <laughs> <laughs> always surprises me how fast it goes. Uh, we will be back tomorrow. The Blevins boys will be with me. Um, Mike says he's coming back, but I think he's supposed to land at 3.30, so I don't know if we're going to see Mike t- <laughs> tomorrow. <guys. laughs> if we do, we do. It'll be a bonus. Um, oh, not the Blevins boys, just Troy. Blake is off on a work trip. So that's the plan for tomorrow. Troy and I are going to see if we can get Mike's show canceled by being wildly inappropriate. <laughs> I'm sure you guys are welcome to join us on that journey. We'll see what happens, guys. Wow. Have a good night. Bye.